Hey guys, welcome back to that was a weird sounding hey. Hey guys, hey guys, welcome back to the episode of Be Here for a While. Um, my guest today is, uh, you know, a big part of this podcast on the day to day basis, actually, like once a week basis, day to day. I don't know. Um, it's Greg Hunter, my sound guy, but. He is more than just a sound guy, and I'm sure there's a more technical way to say sound guy, but I'm a moron. Um, I don't think your mic's on. We'll start over. Now it's on. Uh, I blew it. The sound guy. <laughs> Actually, no, it's fine. Oh, my God. The sound I'm guy didn't turn his it. mic on. I'm, I'm not even you, cutting that out because it's really funny. Yeah. Let's just, let's just leave it. That's awesome. Yep. So you how good of a sound guy I am. You didn't turn your mic on. Oh, that makes me happy. Um <laughs> But you're more than that, you and you guys are going to find out about some crazy stuff. He's, you know, like everyone in L.A., you have like 13 jobs and he's in the entertainment industry doing some cool shit. So I'm so happy to have you. I'm so happy to do this. And he brought me red wine and flowers because he has some crazy stories about helping out at a flower shop. And he just decided to take some for free and give them to me. You know, I mean, I'm trying to make a pull for, you know, being now oh, a big time guest, a memorable yeah. guest. You, no, I, you are maybe the most memorable now. Fantastic. No one's ever brought me flowers. I'm trying to think of... I'm coming in kind of low in on the, uh, like, low profile side of things. You know, yeah. you know I'm not, not a celebrity, just uh, okay. the behind the scenes sound guy. Yeah, so, you know. I have, I have, like, lots of non-celebrities on. Sometimes it's just... I might be even, like, lower than a non-celebrity, though. It's not true, Greg. <laughs> You've lived a full Until life. Until this podcast. Until yeah, your whole life's oh, gonna I'd change. Oh, I say I didn't live a full life. It just yeah. it's not that many people know about this. Your very whole full life's life. gonna change after this podcast. This is my moment. <laughs> I can feel it. It's hilarious. Um, what was I gonna say? I just lost my train of thought because mm, I'm sober, um, and that's rare. Uh, okay, I want to talk to you about. So he, when he walked in and he was explaining like the like how he. Because I was like, oh, my God, you brought me flowers. He's like, it wasn't like I didn't have to buy them. Like, I brought them for free. And he started to explain how he helps out at this flower shop. And he has some crazy stories about working at a... Who would have thought that working in a flower shop could be so scandalous? Who would have thought? The most scandalous. More scandal has happened there than any of my entertainment industry jobs. Are you being totally serious? I'm being, like, I'm not facetious at all. Like, drugs, celebrity... Mishaps, you know, all kinds of just weird stuff and stories has come through the flower shop. Can you tell me some celebrity stories? Um, absolutely. Okay. Um, and why you're encountering them? Because you're delivering the flowers, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's Deliver this place in Beverly Hills. I also have designed for them a couple of times. Oh, so you can have a flower designer on your... Oh, absolutely. It's on the resume. What I actually into, did the flowers. What, I'm sorry, what goes into designing? How, would, how, would, how do you process. know... How to make them look pretty. I wouldn't know. That's the thing. They're already pretty. You just stuff them in a But sometimes jar. when I buy like a Trader Joe's bag of flowers or whatever you say, bouquet of flowers, and I put them in a vase, I'm like, I'm not doing this very good. It does not look very pretty the way I'm arranging it. It's all about the tape. The tape? See, yeah. There's tape involved? Exactly. No, I mean, so what they do is they make a little grid on the top. write that down of the vase mm-hmm. out of tape. I'm like letting out all of the florist secrets right now. I'm going to be shot dead by the florist yeah, mafia seriously. here. This is just what takes you know flowers from being like little funky to like amazing. It's yeah. just they put a tape grid on the top of the jar to uh-huh. hold all the flowers in place. You know, so you just kind of slip one in at a time and then it just makes a big full bouquet like that rather than them kind of slouching over. Honestly, that's one of the greatest things I've ever learned. Yeah, that's in like that is like that's the only secret. I'm actually writing this down. <laughs> um, you weren't joking though when you said it's kind of like a mafia thing to 
but you'll explain that later. Um, okay, so what's your best celebrity story? Um, it doesn't have to be one. It can be like, you can have like a best and like like a most scandalous or... Hmm. God, I hope it's not going to be like someone I know or something. <laughs> Probably not. Okay. Um, there's not anything in particular with me with like scandalous celebrity stuff. I've drank with Tim Oliphant there. Whiskey. At the flower shop? Yeah, he comes in all... He gets flowers every week. And, he's, from, and he stays there and drinks? Uh, not like every time, but oh. he, but he no, has but that's had... that's awesome. I know. And so um, there's a lot of people like that that have been going there for years. Uh-huh. And they always order their flowers from the sh- flower shop. And they know Ava and Dina. And whenever they come in, they'll have a drink with them. Um is there like a bar at this flower shop? This sounds like the greatest place it's, it's, ever. It actually is the best bar in Westwood that no one knows about. It's So what? explain the scenario of how it, they just start drinking with these celebrities. Well, it's kind of like, so the front of the shop, it looks like any normal flower shop mm-hmm. that you'd expect to find, you know, when you go looking for flowers. Okay. But then there is a back building that has an enormous cooler in it. Okay. And... um is it like it does it look like a like a like a nice thing or is it like look like a no nice is warehousey okay. speakeasy imagine like you know um when you see like in a movie like uh, a sketchy kind of gambling ring going on uh-huh. in Chinatown like you go through a back door then another back door then there's concrete floors and like a warehouse yeah. building like it's basically that but instead of a whole bunch of uh older men smoking cigars and gambling it's old ladies making flowers smoking pot um, oh, so they're like sitting around there at their, okay, so yeah. the front part is where they sell the flowers, exactly. and then the back, they're like sitting around at a table, smoking pot, arranging flowers, and drinking with customers? Particular customers. Not every, not okay. everybody has that privilege. Yeah. And it, so... Uh, How old are these women? Oh, their ages range from uh, 40 to 60, maybe even 70. Should I start working there so I can find a husband? Maybe. Just I they mean, would they would uh, welcome you with open arms. So, if I don't, I mean, I, if I don't even know if that guy's single, but like, let's say there's some like six because you have to be kind of rich to get flowers every week. I mean, they're not. That's cheap. true. And there's a lot like of rich folks kind of who like to flowers. just basically. It's almost like charity because it's like. Yeah, I mean, like I'm just so going to Trader Joe's, and it's a treat when I buy myself flowers from yeah. there. I'm like, I'm splurging, and those are and like I'm seven the, bucks yeah. a bouquet. Yeah, if I do, but if I do like the 11.99 ones, I'm like, this is a big day. It's wild. It's yeah. wild. The, some of the houses I've been in delivering flowers for this company just blows my mind. Like you couldn't make that amount of money in a lifetime. How much would you say someone spends, like w- like a rough estimate that, of someone that's going in there every week to get the flowers for their house? Oh. I'm okay. To range from like normal, like let's just say like a normal dude actor, who is probably just putting like a few bouquets around his house. What's the range that that would cost to like let's say a Persian prince who's probably getting like gigantic, crazy bouquets? Yeah. Which. So how much do you, uh, would you say a week is it? There's m- multiple multiple clients or customers who have for years now, mm-hmm. decades, you know, spent 150 bucks a week. And they've got that standing order every Monday. Uh-huh. We deliver, you know, one big arrangement for the centerpiece, and then three small ones for well, the that's bathroom. That's not that bad. One fifty a week. That's not that bad. Gosh, They're, I could listen. I mean, I can't afford that now because I have to keep up with my travel schedule. But heck, 
I might start doing that in yeah. about a few months. When they get in the standing order range, it's not like crazy. But then again, like I have delivered thousand dollar arrangements and five hundred dollar arrangements. Mm-hmm. Speaking, uh, so there's some people that spend like five thousand dollars a week. Not a week. Oh, okay. Those arrangements, like I've delivered a thousand dollar arrangement, but uh-huh. that was for like. I, I I really don't know. I can tell you about it. This is a pretty good story. Okay, tell me. So, about it. um. I deliver this huge arrangement. I mean, like, literally, it was so big. It's, like, as big as this coffee table, which you guys mm-hmm. can't see, so we'll put this in perspective. It's, like, three feet in diameter. Well, okay, yeah. All right, this big pot, and it's just stuffed full of flowers. I can barely carry it Yeah, but like, how are you carrying that? I don't know. They just okay. sit me up there. I mean... All right, anyways, just, I'll stop interrupting. Part of the job, I guess, you know? Mm-hmm. That's why there's guys who do deliver, and the girls don't. Yeah. They're just the front, front girls, but... um so anyhow, unsuspecting, I have no idea that you know. I deliver big, crazy rangers all the time. I, this, I figured this would go like all the other ones go. Here's your flowers. They don't care. Thank you very much. Yeah. The thing about delivering flowers too is that like you're delivering it to people who aren't expecting them because most of the time it's a gift, you know. Oh. So you catch them by surprise. They're not ready to tip you. You don't get tipped. They're cut, and and half the time it's like they don't want them because like you're delivering it for the husband who pissed his wife off, you know. Oh my God. And are you caught in the middle of it? Are they like mean to you? Uh, there's been all kinds Guys, of scenarios. I'm copywriting this right now. I might write a sitcom about, or no, like a drama about flower arranging. Doesn't that sound like a great idea? Or not? It would be. It would be, be a hit because there's so many. Because it would just be about like the drama that goes on in people's lives. Okay, keep going. Yeah. So back to the original story. Yeah. All right. I'm delivering this like five hundred thousand dollar, way too much money arrangement. Um. And I go up to this really fancy house at the top of Doheny and get out and go up to the door. And, like, I have to talk to the people I'm delivering it to. Mm-hmm. I don't just walk up with the arrangement because it's so damn big. I couldn't even fit it through the doorway maybe. And I don't want to just be holding it while I'm waiting for them to come and answer the door, right? Yeah. So, anyhow, I ring the doorbell. It's a nice fancy place like all the other places I go to. And this woman answers a supermodel, uh-huh. yeah, like maybe 30, maybe like definitely like not like young, but like seemingly accomplished yeah. older woman wearing nothing but a t-shirt. Just a t-shirt. Just a t-shirt. Okay. Oh, maybe there's underwear on underwear. I, definitely not a bra. Yeah. And it's a white t-shirt. And I'm just like, not sure if I should look or, you know, oh, what like, do you do? And I don't know if she was expecting these flowers. And I'm just kind of like, you know, like, uh, I've got flowers for you. And, it's so big, I don't think I can walk it up through here. I got it. And she's like, oh, cool. I'll you know, open up the garage for you. I go, okay, cool. No problem. Um, and so I get the arrangement, go around through the garage, and the garage door opens. There's like a McLaren in there. I'm like, okay, Jesus. wow. Her husband or whoever's buying these flowers for her is loaded. Um, and so I'm, I'm trying to like finagle this giant pot of flowers through mm-hmm. the door and I spill some water on the floor. I'm like, oh, fuck. Um, and so anyhow. Um, what if you would have scratched the McLaren with the flower pot? Oh, my God. I, life would have been over. You'd have been like, I can't afford the $5,000 it costs to fix that, fix that scratch. Yeah. I would have dropped the flowers and ran. That <laughs> happened to me. Anyways, keep going. So she didn't change. You know, from where she went from the front door to go open the garage door. So I'm like, okay, she's probably just like a big deal. I'm like, I'm just the peon. And so she doesn't care that she's basically naked. Yeah. And so anyhow, oh you know, I, 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 I set the flowers down and then she like hands me a rag 
to like wipe up the water. Yeah. In like a totally very polite way, not like you've made a mistake, but like not like she, she wasn't shooing me out of the house, which I figured was weird because she's basically naked. Oh my God. And then, and then she hands me a hundred dollar bill as a tip, I guess. And I was standing there like, you know, what? are you ordering the pizza with extra anchovies? Like what, what does this mean? Why a hundred dollars? Oh my God. So either she's really rich or maybe she was propositioning me. Oh my god! But I kind of froze and and just like backpedaled mm-hmm. out like a lame duck and. Uh, well, how would you have even like gone further with that? Like, what would be? Yeah, I know. Because she could have just been like, well, and also you don't know if that husband was there and he was going to beat the shit out of you. That's true. He could have been like a Russian mobster. He probably was. So have you ever delivered? <laughs> but that story's crazy. I I mean, li- I mean, she is so naked like she had also i would never answer the like if my doorbell rings right yeah i take the time and i'm like like that or something i take the time to put something on not just open the door sure and 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 it wasn't like she like stuck her head out like she like basically flung the door open and posed (laughs) i mean it was just kind of like you don't have to say on the podcast but is it was it someone like famous or just like some hot girl the, the girls at the flower shop knew who she was and she was definitely like a model or something like they knew her name she's not an actress i'm gonna need you to find out who it is just so i know after i can get it for you I, I i really don't remember yeah right now um it's more like her husband they knew i think they knew who what her name was she could be like husband. instagram famous or something oh i'm like, sure she was and, her, and like they know totally like, i don't know um that's, this was like even before instagram was oh it was this, this was like four years ago Oh, I don't know, man. I, you got to find out for me. Yeah, I'll find out. So have you ever delivered to someone and uh, it's the situation where like they don't want the flowers or they're clearly pissed or they're like mean to you? I've got a great story. I'm, lo- I'm that, loving these like- stories. I feel like these are the fireside chats. That was something political. Shut <laughs> up, Rachel. God damn it. So <laughs> one time, um, the, the flower shop's pretty close to UCLA. So it's like mm-hmm. pretty much where it's either rich people or college kids. Mm-hmm. Um and so, going to deliver the, and I hate delivering to UCLA because it's mm-hmm. like, God damn, you got to get into these fucking apartment buildings. There's yeah. nothing worse than that because, like, uh, you can't just open, you know, open. You got to get a hold of somebody, yeah, to oh, open exactly. to get into the place at all. So usually, it's a big pain in my ass. Um, that must be a horrible job to be a delivery person. I was just thinking because I get my call box is still broken since I've almost moved, lived here for like a year. Every call box in uh, LA is broken. Yeah. I can confirm as a delivery driver, <laughs> they're, they're, none of them work. It's a, just a big facade. That must suck. Because every time, and I always order my water um, from uh, Google Express from like Costco because they're huge things and I can't carry those out of there. So I haven't d- delivered. And every single time the poor guy calls me and he's like, can you come open the gate? And I'm never home. It's like, like, because I don't know the delivery window that they're coming. And then they have to come back like the next day. I'm like, that must be the worst job. Or I'm like, can you just wait like 15 minutes? Maybe someone will come out or walk through. No, I feel so bad. That sucks. All right. Anyways. Um, There's a lot of tricks. Yeah. I've I've definitely climbed over my fair share of apartment buildings just because I'm like, I'm not coming back here. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm delivering these flowers now. Gosh, it's like, this is such a rogue job. Um, It's been pretty interesting. So, okay. Back to the boyfriend. Yeah. Sending flowers to yeah. the girlfriend no longer wants story. This this couldn't like the serendipity of this story will blow your mind. So 
because of the door situation and every mm-hmm. call box in LA is broken, like I spotted some girls walking into this apartment complex that yeah. I gotta go. So I like throw my car in park. I'm running up like, hey, hold the door. Because uh-huh. as long, long as I can get in, I can just leave the flowers at the door if they yeah. don't answer. So they hold the door for me and they're all kind of nice and everything and it's a two friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, <laughs> and so I get in the elevator with them and they're complaining about this guy. Bitching about Zach. Let's just say, okay, and, you know, it's guy, you know, the, the friend who has the boyfriend is just like, yeah, you know, I I, I cut the cord yesterday, like mm-hmm. I just bought. It. She's like, oh, you made the right call, like, the, you know, he's such a piece of shit, blah 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 blah, like, you know, it took you too long, like both of them are talking, like, there's just no chance in hell he's ever gonna, you know, be a, in the picture again, like she finally. And are you holding the flowers? I'm with holding them the in flowers. the elevator. Yes, and it didn't even occur to me that like these could be for her. You know? <laughs> She might be Ashley. Yeah. You know? And so, just we're riding all up. And then it's like, well, wait a minute. We're getting off at the same floor. And then I kind of, it kind of occurred to me before we got to her apartment. I want to throw door. up right now. I would be so nervous and awkward and, if I were you. And I was like, wait a minute. Hey, are you, you don't happen to be Ashley Smith. Yeah. And then they both start like laughing. And, and it was absolutely from the guy that they were talking about in the oh elevator. Oh my God. Trashing. So he, you know, was in the I wonder house. if she took him back. Oh, I, I don't think so. This I think is why this scenario a needs comment. a show because I need to know the resolution. Yeah. Maybe a reality show. Like, I want to know what happened with Ashley and Zach. The world is wondering. I won't be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> I don't think she took him back. I think she threw the flowers in the trash. I think she even might have suggested to me that she didn't want them. Oh, my God. But I think all of three of us actually just enjoyed the coincidence so much that yeah. you know it was worth that is kind of funny yeah it was just i'm in the elevator with them they're like oh my fucking boyfriend sucks like oh yeah i broke up with him last night at least night. they could laugh about it oh yeah oh yeah like delivery guy holding the flowers oh my from God. the boyfriend trying to be forgiven i still want to hear more flower stories what <laughs> who's the most famous person you ever delivered to Ooh, that's tough it kind of depends on like you know what area you're coming from. I've been to Quincy Jones' house a couple of times. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Rashida was never there. I was yeah. really upset. I was yeah, just like, come on. I don't think she lives there. <sighs> but she, she probably got to go visit her dad. Yeah, I, was you like, know? I, mean, I think she's moved out of the house. <laughs> well, I was going to politely ask uh, Quincy to take his daughter on a date. Did, you, did he open the door and some assistant? Oh, hell no. None of, I mean, they never opened the door except no. for the naked woman, basically. Yeah, exactly. Well, Has it, there ever been a fully naked woman that's opened the door? Or is that okay? Because you told me before that you've been propositioned a few times, sort of. Yeah. So another time, this is... God, you got to have a lot of confidence to just swing the door open like that. Like, See, she knew I was coming. Like, Oh, it was like something well, she'd ordered? Or she oh, knew to she expect could, you? She could see me through the door okay. or whatever. But the story I'm about ready to tell yeah. is me basically walking up on a girl, topless, uh-huh. sunbathing outside, not knowing that flowers are being delivered, yeah. and she's got a really private patio, and I'm just trying to find the front door. Yeah. Right? But she, she ran inside all scared, mm-hmm. you know, covered herself up, but then didn't put anything on, and then kind of gave me the full frontal... Like, released her hands? No, no. Oh, I was But, like, like just called me over... And her friend was there too, and they were laughing about it. So I think that they, the friend was kind of encouraging her to like 
try to seduce me. Oh, they were probably like a little drunk or something. And they oh, were they were like, absolutely yeah. day drinking. Yeah, like, it yeah. was a young, two young girls. Yeah. Who knows who the flowers were from? Yeah. And I come, you know, around. Who knows the- how they afford to have a private patio and a pool? Well, it wasn't like, it was like they were on the backside of like this condo. Oh, okay. It was in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're renting the place. It just, there would be no reason for it because like the way that the apartment door was. Yeah. It was like on the back side and like they were the only door that was there. Yeah. So unless someone was coming to her place, no one would ever have to walk behind these bushes. There was no pool. Okay. They were just out there. Oh, okay. Got it. Got it. Sunbathing on their patio. Oh, I see. I see. That makes yeah. sense. Got yeah. it. Yeah. But she didn't put on any clothes and then rather like called me over and was like, yeah, I'm, or this is apartment, whatever. And uh, I forget how that whole have thing Have you ever actually down. hooked up with one of these people? No. Uh, I feel like that was a lie. <laughs> you don't have to say their name. No, no, I, I haven't. I haven't from a flower shop. Uh, the, uh, there's other delivery rain. scenarios. <laughs> how many deliver? How many sexual delivery scenarios are you involved in? This is how they make. This is why pornos are cheesy because apparently this shit happens. Exactly. Not cheesy, but like unrealistic. But apparently they Unreal- are realistic. I have a very unrealistic life. Okay, and we're back. We're back. We just took a little break. I had to pour some more wine. Anywho, okay, I want to hear like one more flower story, and then we're gonna go on. Cool. To stuff. I'll just tell you the most recent one. It's kind of everyday flower shop life, but like kind of puts in perspective. So, uh, I haven't worked there since last November. <laughs> I just thought of you saying everyday flower shop life. Like everyone would know that. Like it's a good life. Everyone <laughs> needs to know it. I wish they could. I'm, I mean, I'm involved now. Like, I, I will I, take you there. You'll I don't have know a great if I time. want a, a job there, or you just got to get in so you can be like. Or, in the I, or I don't know crew. if I want to like figure out how I can get someone to deliver me a thousand dollar bouquet. Anyways, one or the other. Yeah. Okay. So everyday flower shop life. So I haven't worked there since like last November, but they got in a pinch, and these girls are my homies, and I don't do anything for them, and they know that I kind of make my own hours, so they called me up. All their drivers were gone, mm-hmm. and. um Asked me to work a day, so like, cool, go in. It's the easiest. You just cruise around LA, doing whatever you want. Yeah. Um, and I have a delivery for, I think it's Caitlin Olson. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Anyhow, Mac from Always Sunny's wife. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know her name. I only, you know, I only know her as D because I only watch Always Sunny. I'm not yeah. that invested in it. I love Always Sunny. But anyhow, I didn't know their actual name. So anyhow, driving right along. And it's just like any other really nice house. And I guess I won't say the neighborhood because that's probably yeah, not appropriate. Yeah. Anyhow, so um, they've got a big gate and the cable guy or some some other guy's already pulling in. Mm-hmm. And so I just pull in behind him so I don't have to use the intercom mm-hmm. and then have what would probably be their maid or servant, you know, come get the flowers. I just pull in, you know, not realizing that it was anybody I'd even recognize. Mm-hmm. And then so I go to the door and ring the doorbell and this guy pops his head around the corner and it's Mac from Always Sunny. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh my God, what, what is he doing here? What's, I don't watch the show, but I, I know, I, which one is he? He is... But I know, like, I can picture the cast sort of. Not the deranged one, a bit more handsome. Uh-huh. Um, like, there's Danny DeVito and then, like, the crazy one. Uh-huh. He's not the guy who lives with Danny DeVito. Okay, the other one. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Um, and so, anyhow, <laughs> he comes to the door 
to get the flowers and I just act like, I kind of like don't know what to say and I don't realize that they're 4D from the show because I didn't know her name. I was uh-huh. just like, these are for Caitlin. Yeah. And he, I, the way he like looked at me was kind of like, well, like, you should know maybe. Anyhow. Oh, it, so they date in real life or something? They're married. They're married. They're married. Oh. So he, he probably ordered the flowers. Oh. They're actually married in real life. Yeah, yeah. And But I just didn't know that that was her name. And yeah. Then, and I didn't know why, I didn't realize it was his house until like, after I like gave him the flowers and I was like, you got to sign right here. Like m- treated him like any other person. Yeah. And I'm just like, all right, see you later, Mac. And then I got in my phone and Googled the name. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's his wife. That's their house. Oh. Is there someone that you, if you delivered to, you would not be able to play it cool? Like, uh, like for me, I mean, I would try my best, but if I delivered something to Stevie Nicks and I didn't realize I was delivering to her and I got to meet her, I don't think I could not say something i don't think i could be like all right sign here okay peace out i think yeah. i'd be like i i love you is there is there anyone that you would not mm. be able to contain yourself mm. <laughs> trying to think i mean the, the truth of the matter is is though those people i've kind of already met and totally yeah. acted like oh, a fanboy okay. for me it's like all music related Oh, well, because you've toured bands. with a bunch of uh, really big bands. Ex- well, yeah, I mean... Wait, well, okay, explain that. So you, how do you have so many jobs and so many lives? I, You're I only 28. Know. I don't know. Um, I and he's single, ladies, by the way, if you guys are listening. And he's very cute. What, how tall are you? It's so funny you ask because they measured me today at uh-huh. the flower shop. They were wondering, I'm six four and a half. You, 76. you almost seem taller than that. I think okay, it's whatever. just uh, six four and a half. Floating. It's got symmetrical features. I'll post a photo of him or very, something. Very, very symmetrical. I've been working on my symmetry. Actually, I'm gonna Instagram story it. Anyways, um, so so yeah, okay. So you explain this whole band situation. Yeah. So basically, the people I'd probably like totally just fanboy over real hardcore are all your favorite emo bands from like when you were in high school. If you're about my age, so the early two thousand like. Dashboard Confessional, Taking Back Sunday, Brand New, Say Saves the Day, um, Seosin, So were Circus you Five. opening for them? No. Band? You were playing the, in the band? Most recently. I wasn't listening I, for a second because I, wish I, was I was trying to take an Instagram story for you, for my listeners of you. What? Fantastic. Okay, start, go back just in about 30 seconds. Well, those are the bands that like I would totally fanboy over. Okay. Like... I guess there. I mean, Tom DeLonge or Mark Hoppus, who I have not met either of. Blink One Eighty Two. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, so, I normally know rock names, but those are. See, I'm, I know more classic rock stuff. Yeah. Not, like, so you know, when I when I was coming of age and mm-hmm. getting into being a creative individual, picking up a guitar, learning how to play it, those were my gods. Yeah. Blink One Eighty Two, Green Day, um, and all the other bands I had mentioned. So I've had the privilege and blessing of working with a lot of them and got to meet a lot of them and even got to tour. I went on the Taste of Chaos tour. Um, let's see, it was last summer. Mm-hmm. Just rode around in the tour bus. I was doing a whole bunch of different video work for him and photographs. Oh, so you're not playing in the band. You're... I was not playing in the band. Oh, no, got it, got it, no. got it. But I have been on different tours and earlier, back when my band was still around so like okay but that's a whole nother story so you so okay so who so who have you gone on the road with that are like a big deal taking back sunday dashboard confessional the early november um seosin and you were doing video for them yes 
Yes. Any cool stories there? Oh, tons of cool stories. I mean, that whole just being involved in that was the, you know, a dream come true. The, every moment I was awake, I would just like, I mean, I'm, I'm sleeping on the tour bus. I could reach down and touch, you know, a guy that I idolized when oh my I was God, 15. This is like almost you know? famous. It's totally Crazy. like that. And like the, they, these guys embraced me and they were so cool and I'm so grateful. I mean, I got to go to their house um, in North Carolina, like meet their family, just play some backyard wiffle ball and drink beers and just like hang out and, you know, all summer long. Uh, Are you still in contact with any of them? Absolutely. I, they, they invited me out to their show um, when they were here in August mm-hmm. and like we picked up right when we left off. It's cool that it now I feel like it's evolved. I, I don't want to call it a friendship because like, I feel like people in their shoes, it's like there's so many people who want to be their friend. Yeah, it's like yeah. I, I ain't, I'm not, like I have their phone numbers and mm-hmm. I'm so grateful for it. And the one time that I have something to share with them yeah. via phone, I will. But yeah. like, you know, I was just glad that they wanted, you know, called me out. I got to hang with them. That's go so cool. And also, actually, very classy of you not to like, you know. Uh, I think it'll come along, you know. Yeah. And I, because I bet there will be something someday soon that you could like, like invite them to like a premiere or something of like a movie you've totally. shot or something. Well, they and, know like, that I've been working on this movie because yeah. they actually through through touring with them, I, I got to meet and work with their producer, uh-huh. an engineer who did their last record, and he actually he was in. He was on the East Coast, but he he recently moved to L.A. and now mm-hmm. he's set up in Seventeen Hertz, mm-hmm. which is a studio in uh, North Hollywood where Kendrick Lamar did his last record. To put it in perspective, Metallica yeah. did like all their albums there, wow. and so he's got a residency there. and And I it worked out because I was in in touch with him at the right time that I got to record the soundtrack to my movie there with him his first project there before they started charging him so i got like 10 days of recording Uh time at this world-class studio so did you make all the music for your movie the soundtrack yeah yeah. wow played the drums and the guitar and the bass and you do a lot of things i do a lot of things which is kind of like my my uh tragic flaw it's like you know you're chasing it's a great it's a great term that's a great screenwriting term oh yes (laughs) uh is that a tragic flaw though because you think it's like do you think it's that where um, you 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 have your hand in so many different things that you can't excel specifically in one? Exactly. I don't know that that's true. Maybe not. I think because I'm just growing out like a big circle instead of one straight line. So eventually, at some point, I I'll think just eventually something everything. will hit. I think that that's pretty common for a lot of people. I hope so. I at least hey, listen. I'm a positive person, so that's what I think. Yeah. I'm. The truth of the matter is, now I'm just not worried about it. Yeah. Like. My that's dream. I, I just am not that yeah. worried about it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like the the big thing I wanted to do in life was probably tour with Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. And Dashboard Confessional and the early November and Seos and like those guys in particular. And the fact that they were all on one tour together. Yeah. It was just like, I cannot believe I'm here. Oh, oh, oh my God. So dream come true. Uh-huh. They pulled me on stage. I got to sing Coldplay Fix You with Dashboard Confessional and all the other lead singers of those bands in Vegas in front of a full uh, true story. Did you know they were going to pull you on stage? No, I had no idea. Why did they do it? They were just like, you know, giving me the hand and then then I just kind of went up there and then I'm an arm in arm with John Nolan and Adam Lazar and I'm 3,000 people in front of me. And you know what's awesome about it too is that like, I got no photos of it. I never posted it. I never bragged about it. It just, it's mine. It's mine. Like I, I, another classy move. Yeah. Well, I didn't have. You know, what was I going to do at the time? And there was no one else there. I'm sure there's there's pictures of me on Instagram from people who were in the crowd. Mm-hmm. But they're just like, who the fuck's that tall, goofy? Have you ever idiot? tried to find one? No. 
I'm going to try to find one for you. How long ago was this? Last summer. I'm going to see what the tags are. <laughs> uh, it was at the Chelsea in, okay. uh, in uh, Vegas. You should, you should really try to find it, but I'll try to find it for you. All right. All right. <laughs> I should. I should. It's up here. Are you done shooting that movie? Yeah, well. Is this, and okay, a couple questions. Is it, a, is this your first movie? B, how did it, how did you like get into doing it? Mm-hmm. And how, what's your involvement in it? C, are you still doing it? What was A? A, I already forgot. <laughs> I should do one question at a time. Okay. Are you still shooting it? Yeah. Was A. Yeah. Um, yes. I mean, we could be done now, but yeah. like the problem is, is that we keep going out to the Mojave Desert and finding even cooler places to shoot. So like we, and when we originally wrote the script, we didn't, plan on there being this cave scene mm-hmm. but now the cave scene is going to be the best thing about this whole film okay. and i'd like to at one point maybe we can play it in is play the music for the cave scene because uh-huh. that turned out so good um but we found this it's a lava tube is what it's called what's that so i guess uh i don't know geologically how or why it happened uh-huh. um but there's this um little uh how do you want to call it like um cave okay but it's only like a small little room and then there's this little tube this like kind of looks like a funnel Uh if you if the the ceiling's kind of like a funnel and so it at the very top there's maybe only it's in like the size of a basketball Mm -hmm. but like light shines right in Mm -hmm. and it's the only source of light down there Mm -hmm. but like comes in like a beam and it's just this epic oh cool beam of light right I feel like I've seen one of those like in a movie or something. It I, I looks can, like I it's picture, from the Raiders of the Lost Ark. <coughs> I can like picture what it is. Yeah, That's totally. Cool. And it's just like naturally forming. And, and so when we stumbled upon this, we're like, well, we got to write this into the movie. I mean, like, are you kidding me? We, yeah. And so we decided to write into the movie. And now we've got the lead guy. He falls through the hole. Mm-hmm. And so like, we're doing, this is the last scene we have to film yeah. is, is taking um, a big gymnastics mat out there and he's going to fall 18 feet. And we're going to film it in super slow motion in this cave. That really doesn't seem like enough uh, safety for 18 It's feet. probably... That's the most badass thing about this film is yeah. that like no permits, no permission. Yeah. We're just going out there and doing it. Me and my best buddies and the, the whole, I that think, concept so of the fun. film is like how much fun can we have? How badass can we be? How much of our lives can we risk and make it back? It, we've done some crazy shit. We've been on top of a hundred foot water tower that we found abandoned out there oh my God. with like crazy winds blowing. Like literally m- our entire lives, all of our equipment is on our DP shoulder, Ilya, this Croatian man. Uh-huh. And he's blowing in the wind and we, he's got $15,000 worth of camera gear on his shoulder. And, and then the actor in front of him, who's not tied onto anything, could mm-hmm. fall off the side of this hundred foot silo mm-hmm. that could could just break. I mean, we don't know how long it's been standing there. It's oh rusted metal. We just climbed up it. But the shots are incredible. It's going to look like a million you, dollar film. So you guys are all in the film. So Yeah. That's, so how many people wrote it? How many, like, are you guys all in it, the ones that wrote it? Yeah. Yeah. So the, the story is, it's called Roller. Mm-hmm. And it's a rock opera. Mm-hmm. Um, the music came before the movie. Um, basically, the idea started from... Um, my business partner and and uh, 
movie making militia man. Mm-hmm. I got a little a little crew of guys, and we're we're the Mansfield movie making militia. There's like five or six of us, mm-hmm. and uh, we get a lot of accomplished for not as much money as people in the studios make you pay. Yeah. Um, he came to me. So that's is that's the name of your company, Mansfield Movie Militia. No, oh. No Collar Films is my company. Okay. We're just we've, we're dropping the films. Just No Collar. Okay. Could be No Collar Recordings, No Collar got Productions, it, No Collar whatever. We do a lot of different stuff. Okay. But the concept, not if white you guys collar. Need shit, hire him. Yeah. Um, not white collar, not blue collar. No, no collar. collar. Not I working like it. for nobody. That's great. Yeah. So, anyhow, Craig came to me. Um, in 2014, once I got back from tour mm-hmm. um, with my band, um, and uh, there's a, a song that I had written called Coke Lot, and mm-hmm. he was like, dude, this just makes me think about this guy just hauling us out in the desert mm-hmm. on, a, on like a shitty motorbike. Mm-hmm. And so like, yeah, dude, that's awesome. Let's like make a music video with this. Let's buy this like badass Mad Max motorbike, and mm-hmm. we'll just film this guy flossing through the desert. Yeah. And then we wrote, me and him wrote another song called Origins, which happened to be in the same key. And mm-hmm. it's kind of soft and slow, like explosions in the sky. And we're like, oh, like, what if we got this like flower growing out of the desert, gr- mm-hmm. out of the sand in the desert? Like it's like resilience, you know? Yeah. And then, and then we started tossing that idea around. And we're like, well, let's make them both like one big music video. Mm-hmm. And then came the idea that like, why don't we take all the music that we had written on Mansfield and make it one big epic movie um, and we had a, a lot to say, I, I guess. This this is our, our first big piece. First uh, directorial debut from me and Craig. We're co-directing it, but yeah. we haven't spent this much time on a personal passion project since 2012. And it's been about a year, right? Because right when you start first yeah. started helping with my podcast, we I feel just like started. you just started it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and we thought we would be done after two shoots, but we've now been out there for 11 days and 10 nights. Did, have you so is it literally in the middle of nowhere where you couldn't get in trouble for any of this stuff or have you been like spotted and got in trouble we haven't gotten in any trouble okay um but that's because no one has found us okay it is a government protected park it's the mojave preserve mm-hmm. it, it is in the middle of nowhere you know no one has cell service you mm-hmm. basically you've driven the 15 to vegas yeah. right uh-huh. you know you know where the world's largest thermometer is in baker yeah so in Baker, which I've been to Baker way too many times now. From, I feel like I have too, yeah, just from driving just, to Vegas. It's just like, it's Love just a little Greek town. Cafe, though. Mad Greek is delicious. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Ilya, our Croatian DP, mm-hmm. like swears by that place. That's it's like, so good. He has to I go know towns by food, shoot. but I guess I knew the thermometer. <laughs> Anyways. So if you make a hard right mm-hmm. uh, and go down Kel Baker Road, basically 40 miles you'll come across the Kelso Dunes, which mm-hmm. is where we started filming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's in the middle of nowhere, um, but the stars are amazing out there, mm-hmm. and it's so quiet. That's cool. Did you guys, do you guys camp outside, or do you sleep on the bus when you're there? Sleep on the bus. But he also owns a bus that he lives on sometimes and, and drives across the country. It's a 1988 uh, Santa Monica Blue bus. It used to be in commission for the city. It's so cool. So yeah. do you put beds in it and stuff? Oh, yeah. I, I've com- we gutted it. I ripped all the seats out. Um, and sold them actually. Uh, You're also handy. Oh yeah. So many things. All right, <laughs> ladies. He's single. Carpenter, um, electrician. <laughs> um. So okay. So it's a, th- so that scene. Uh, because I watched the trailer or whatever you mm-hmm. sent me. Um, when you guys are driving super fast through the desert. Yeah. That is just in the middle of nowhere. 
Do, exactly. And th- there's no road there, I assume. There is a dirt road that's actually uh-huh. washed out right now. Like you can't go down it. We were uh-huh. just there maybe three weeks ago and it there was a flood in the Mojave and so like it was so fucked. I mean, I had a big dually truck that we could get back mm-hmm. there, but if we had brought the bus on this trip, it mm-hmm. wouldn't have made it. Yeah. But at the time, the way, the shot you're referring to, we're we're hauling ass in the bus and the cameraman has got a steady rig and he I've got those the bus doors open mm-hmm. you know I imagine like a transit city bus that you get on you yeah. know the big sliding doors totally. that open up yeah he's standing right there like could fall out at any moment Jesus and and then the motorcycle just drives up right alongside the bus on this dirt road uh-huh. um, and that's how we filmed those shots but they look like you you have like a steady rig big time movie camera car kind of thing because the bus keeps you pretty steady did anyone end up getting injured with all these dangerous things hmm i mean everybody's got bumps and bruises Mm -hmm. and like the being out in the mojave i mean the most that we can take is three days yeah after and it's a battle every time it's a boxing match i mean everybody i mean first of all it's all of us doing it at our own time you know it's purely operating and fueled on passion and so everybody has a say and rightfully should Mm -hmm. but then like we're button heads out there yelling at each other it's crazy because when you've got, you know, in all reality, it's three people. It's me, mm-hmm. Craig, and Ilya. Okay. We're the three musketeers. We're the only three guys who have been there for every shoot. Mm-hmm. And we're the manpower and, and the brain brains behind it. Yeah. How and many characters are in it? Is it just you guys that are in it? There are a lot of characters. So you cast other people and stuff too? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's weird I didn't get a call. Um, oh, wow. there's there's almost my, no my, women my phone must have been down and I was just, uh, well, that's I'll call thing. Verizon and just make sure it that, was it was there's yeah. no service out there that was oh, the problem okay. all right <laughs> but um primarily it, it's so the story is, it's like it takes place in a dystopian future mm-hmm. after, you know, let's say Apple takes over the world. Uh-huh. And so, you know, there's only one company that issues your devices, gives you access to the internet. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, slowly but surely, everyone gets conditioned to their protocol, to their software, to their programming. And mm-hmm. it's kind of like this happens maybe 100 years from where we are now yeah. to where like you get issued a, dev- a device just like your cell phone and it tells mm-hmm. you what to do and people have been doing it for so long that they're now just pretty much programmed mm-hmm. to listen to it and then bam the network gets fried and then no one knows what to do because their devices are all down mm-hmm. so that's where the story takes place okay. right after that happens okay and so the only people who have who had survived um, were these outlying folks who were like, "Fuck that! I'm not going to take this device and and be controlled." Mm-hmm. And so they went out to the outlying territories in the middle of nowhere to try to survive and live life how they chose. Um, and the big theme of it is that it's it's just a fight for music mm-hmm. because music's outlawed in this world, and so it's a little bit of Footloose involved. Yeah, exactly. So, so they couldn't dance. Yeah. So they're basically fighting for their right to just play garage rock. Uh-huh. And so cool. m- all the instruments were confiscated and thrown in a big garbage dump. And it, it's one man's journey to find a guitar so he can just play his shitty garage rock I love again. This. And so like that it follows one guy. It's bas- it's pretty alone. It's it's one man versus the elements, versus the desert, versus isolation. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're tracking this guy through the desert as he searched searches junkyards so it's into the wild meets mad max meets pink floyd the wall pink floyd the wall and i'm throwing in footloose yeah it's footloose. that's that's an accurate 
depiction. Okay. It's kind of hard to explain, and yeah. it might go over some people's heads. And no, I, I totally understood it. Good. Yeah. Good. I'm excited to see it. When do you think it will come out? No, and are you going to have a premiere and stuff? Absolutely. Where are you going to screen it and premiere it and all that? At? Going to premiere it at uh, my studio. Okay. Once it's finished, com- you know, with the construction, which I'm I'm hoping late November. Yeah. Construction will be done. The edit will be done, and we'll and we'll premiere it. Mm-hmm. So. No, but you got to get like um like a theater space. Oh, the, this my studio is like a two thousand square foot warehouse. Oh, I'm saying okay. my studio, but I'm like like looking at like it. Not a place where I'm going to live. Yeah, yeah. It's a 2,000 square foot warehouse. Okay. That I'm going to build a psych and a lighting grid. Cool. Yeah. To and you do like work throw in. like a cool party? Absolutely. I'm feeling like we you need to like be inviting like big people to see this. Yes. It, there'll be a very it? cool party and all, if you're a big person, you should probably be there because all the other big cool people are going to be there. Are you going to invite those um, band friends? I am. 100%, although most of them probably won't come because they all live on the East Coast. But Ooh. Mike will. Where is this studio? Chinatown. North side of Chinatown. Okay. You're going to do two premieres. Here's All right. why. Okay. That one, for sure. And you're going to invite a lot of people, and you're going to make, it's going to be a fun party. Then you're going to do one that's like in West Hollywood, Beverly Hills, because a lot of people are not going to want to go to Chinatown, and you're going to do one, or Hollywood, or West, whatever, one of those places, so that you get more of the, like, people that might buy your movie. Yeah. Okay. So I just took over a little bit on Hey, the, I, the like I like it. I like it executive producer stepping yeah. in here i i like the idea of like a fun cool like party premiere thing in the chinatown one that's like young and hip. it's kind of like the chinatown one will be the one you can come to and get drunk and, yes. and stoned and, and do whatever you want and like i won't care and then the other one yeah we'll get like seats in a theater yeah wear ties suits yes try to get people with their uh their pocketbooks to show up this is what you need. Yes. Yeah. I see. I always forget the money part of things. I have to write a list of things that you need to do. I'll do it after the podcast list for Greg. Um, uh, wait, okay. We're going to wrap up in just two seconds. Uh, what did you move out here to do? Are you, are you from here? No. I'm so, from Indiana. So like I moved out to LA to be an actor and then I ended up getting into stand-up comedy and screenwriting. Uh which I guess is kind of like how you are. You do a bunch of different things. Yeah. Did you come out here for like one goal or did you just move out here to move out here? I came out here for a girl. Really? True story. And you weren't planning on being in the entertainment industry? Eh. What were you I doing was planning before? on being a world-renowned rock star. I mean, at, at my uh, line of sight at, at uh, 21, 22 was just like, oh yeah, this like my songs are awesome. I'm, I, all I want to do is play music. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play music and and make films which i had been doing since i was young and i hadn't really put a lot of thought into doing an a you know something that was going to accumulate money mm-hmm. i was happy just uh staying afloat having fun yeah and my main concern was fun well you were young exactly what did she move out here to do she was from here so okay. i met her in college but uh-huh. um she uh was from Beverly Hills. So the only reason I ever came out here, honestly, yeah, was because I had my choice. I met her and I ha- and I had an internship in Chicago, but yeah. then I was like just you know totally enthralled over this girl at the time, and I was like, uh, spending the summer with her sounds like a lot more fun. And she's from Los Angeles. Yeah, let's see if I can whip up an internship in L.A. Bada bing, bada boom, internship. Parents are okay with it. Her parents let me stay there temporarily until I found an apartment out mm-hmm. here. I worked at Abercrombie on the promenade. Ooh. Uh, Did you expect to um, end up doing all this entertainment industry stuff? Um, 
yes and no. I mean, yeah. I, my, my, you know, like I've filmed a lot of big time, you know, like I've, yeah. I've filmed Ben Affleck, I've filmed Richard Gere, yeah. I've filmed some people and it's like, man, I never thought I'd be there. Yeah. Um, and that's no, been amazing. You've done a lot of cool shit. I, you're, I know you, your career is going to hundred percent like be huge. Maybe it will be this movie. Maybe it'll be your next one. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. Would you, I'm, I feel like the overall theme, like, like for you guys at least, and what I'm picking up from this and kind of how my entertainment industry career is, is like basically you never know where shit's going to lead you. So always say yes to things and try and, and you know, give it, give it your best effort and you know, don't be afraid to go to the Mojave desert with a couple buddies and film a movie because it could be, it could be one of those things. You could be like the next, you know, one of the, I'm trying to think of like one that, you know, those ones that like, are independent and then they get huge. You get picked yeah. up from a film festival. Absolutely. Yeah. Is I'm, that what you would say the overall theme of your life and career so far has been? One hundred percent. Believe. B- b- I've seen magic happen. Yeah. That, I think that that's my my purpose. I think is just to encourage people to not give up on whatever stupid dream yeah. that they have because it's so much more important than whatever nine to five. Yeah. Even accumulating money, like just like there's a certain satisfaction of like this like wild idea you had and yeah. then it, it coming to life in the real world. Yeah. And like encouraging people to do that. Yeah. Is the purpose of my life. Yeah. And money comes when you're doing what you love. It does. And it comes when you're putting yourself out there. Nothing's going to happen when you don't put yourself out there. I mean, it, you, you have nothing to lose. Magic only happens when you're actually like taking risks and doing shit. 100%. This was so inspirational. Look at us. We should yeah. write a quote book. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Um, Greg, thank you so much for doing this. Will you tell everyone where they can find you? Like, yes. Website for business contact, your Instagram and socials and all that stuff. Yeah, here we go. I'm GoGoGonzoFlow on everything, mm-hmm. all, all the social media streams. Might want to spell that out. Yeah, go, go, G-O, G-O, mm-hmm. Gonzo, like uh, the Muppet, G-O, yeah. Flow, mm-hmm. like the streams do, F-L-O-W. Great. Go, go, Gonzo, Flow. Um, and then if you want, you know, if you need basically anything done in the digital realm, whether it's photos, graphic design, video, or whatever, mm-hmm. and you don't know where to turn, and you can't afford most of the snobby people who price themselves way, way too high, mm-hmm nocollarfilms.com yep um and uh yeah awesome love to work with you thanks for doing this thanks for having me follow me on instagram and twitter at rachel r-a-c-h-a-e-l-n-o-b-r-i-e-n um show dates uh, i'm gonna be traveling a lot this month so and for california shows like i'm, I'm going to Going to Charleston and London with Stassi. I don't think I'm going to be doing shows there, though, but maybe. Um, uh, I'll be in Dallas uh, next week, October 5th and 6th, or 4th and 5th. I don't know. But for shows, I will be at the La Jolla Comedy Store on October 25th. That's near San Diego. Um, October 7th, I'll be at a place called Sal's Comedy Hole in West Hollywood. There's more shows, but I'm just now I'm blanking. But... We'll start there. All right. Love you guys. Bye.